Heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darison bite. Let's go to Terrace Chase and for the bit. They have the pit. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like, when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But that not only propaganda messages can be on what's being said on TV. That's one level of propaganda, and the flicker rate puts you in that, in that suggestible state. Good. Ultra. Uh, I suppose we can use psychedelics to shape personalities and brainwash people and control them. No, oh, okay. Let's talk about LSD. Uh, children, LSD is bad. It's a drug made famous by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Ultra. Okay. Ultra? What are you talking about? He's talking about brain control. <laughs> brain control? There ain't no such thing as brain control. There's mind control. Brain control is ridiculous. Episode 1, MK Ultra. Ladies and gentlemen, mind control. Oh. <coughs> Bravo. All right. Started off with a bang, right? I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Put a little work into that definitely. last night. I guess first off, I should start by uh, saying I got almost no sleep last night. Slept for about an hour and a half. I was up working on audio issues. And big shout out to Darren O'Neill because about every problem I had, he was able to solve it, give me good advice. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this episode's about MK Ultra. We were thinking about what topic should we start with, and um, we picked this one because we had a list of twenty things. We we're like, well, we can't do that one first. Like, we can't, uh, we can't do that one first. And then we were like, well, MK Ultra, we can do that because um, I watched a documentary on it one time. I mean, that makes us experts, basically. So, basically. I mean, the main thing is that, you know, we didn't want to box ourselves into one topic or another, but I think this is a good one that kind of summarizes a lot of the interests that Chris and I share, you know, mainly with uh, the government, methods of controlling people, establishment, uh, identifying corruption within the media, and, and um, MK Ultra ties in heavily to that. Also ties in, you know, no agenda media deconstruction and a lot of yeah. the people who are, you know, like how it in ties into Mockingbird. Exactly. Yeah. How might have been influenced by this program which, uh, was our opening clip that I'll go ahead and 
I'll play the full thing of that now. A Project Mockingbird? Or actually, let's just listen to the reporter. I got the full clip later, but you get the idea with this. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy vertation tonight. We had a very Darison bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace Tazen, those for the bit. They had the pet. She literally like had glitches out like she was like an AI on GTA that got stuck inside of a wall. It, it almost, was really weird. It almost sounds like somebody who has a CTE or um, some form of mild brain injury where they. Well, she was blonde, so it is kind of a brain injury. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that only I forgot you were blonde to, for me. That only applies to women, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, I mean, dumb blonde, dumb you blonde guy. Like, yeah, you don't think. Although that. there are some, you, you think know, of an Aryan, you think of an Aryan blonde-haired, blue-eyed man when you think of a blonde guy, right? But a dumb blonde, I mean, I can also imagine. I can see visualize a Chad. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Guy who hangs out, the lifeguard, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, um, back to, back to uh, well, but my we, point I was originally making was it sounds like somebody who has CTE or a, a form of mild brain injury where things can happen with their speech and them not even realize it. They'll yes. think they're saying things com- perfectly correct. Yeah, it was hard but, to tell if she could. It was like there was this look in her eyes that she knew she was going off the rails, but she couldn't right. stop. But it's hard to tell. But like, I, there's a way more examples of news anchors and celebrities and Bill Clinton politicians doing weird stuff like that. But most of it's not as audio clippable because it involves them just like freezing in place and standing there, like while everyone around them looks weird. Like, um, right. like sh- the sh- Shaq one is pretty famous, but I feel like Shaq's probably his own man. I don't think he's a MK Ultra. I, if anything, it's probably brain damage being in uh, basketball <laughs> for so long. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, both thing about Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, well, similar things are happening with him, but that I mean, who knows what that is? But yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually actually a really good surgery. example of it uh, that you would actually be able to probably relate to. Well, listening to Joe Rogan experience, uh, fight companions, Brennan Schaub, uh, not to call him out, man. If you focus on um, his voice while he's speaking for extended periods of time, sometimes he'll just start going to gobbledygook and like just I mean, and then. Oh, because he the got rest hit in the head them, in the UFC? Yeah, the rest of them kind of look at each other for a second, and then they just skate right over it. Well, everybody's uh, got a friend like that where you're like, hey, you know, it's just the way he is. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can both think of the same thing. Um, Probably. And me. Uh, both no, think of me. No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, MKUltra I thought was also a fun topic because it's one of those conspiracy theories that's proven, like the CIA admits they did it, but it like gets extrapolated to be like insane. Like you, you there, especially when YouTube was more free, there was videos about how like basically everybody that's ever been on TV or in any kind of power is an MK ultra victim. Like if there's like the level that's true, it goes, it's like well, a fun and, conspiracy. And proxy, of, the rest of us are. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's so many different aspects we might need to do a part and, two, but and to um, do a, a bit of a clarification on that CIA admitting that this is real. It's not like they like wanted to admit that this is real. They had to from the Freedom of Information Act. However, they did shred a lot of documents. Yeah. Uh, I mean, them having admitted what they have so far, that tells you that there's, it's like an iceberg. It's the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that's not been talked about, that's never been uncovered. Uh, yeah, I love this topic because also it's one that I've always read about, but I've never had to pull research and find proof. I always just either like look at documents or especially hear people talk about it. So last night I went to CIA.gov and printed off a bunch of declassified MK Ultra documents. Now there's a bunch of them. And what I found really fascinating right off the bat 
is most of the documents that got released are like I have this highlighted here. I love it. It's like also I want to do this because I'm like Alex Jones. Like I have the documents. Got the documents. I've got the documents. Got the documents. Like shame document cam shot, please, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, MK Ultra. Document. So no, I, hi I highlighted this, which was I thought was interesting. They literally have 60 minutes CBS. It all says approved for release by the CIA and the date. Says a lot of these declassified documents are a 60 minutes news report that the CIA approves the script and they have the exact script for the news and it says approved by the CIA and I highlighted some of the places where it says that so right off the bat that was the first thing that caught my eye I'm like so and most this of, is the portal directly off the CIA.gov website yeah there are older documents but most of the documents are let's see the date on this approved for release 2006 CIA and then it's got this long code and Program 60 Minutes Station, WDBM TV, CBS Network. And then uh, it's got Ed Bradley, I guess the host of 60 Minutes. MK Ultra is not the name of a new James Bond movie. It is or was the code word for it. So it's like they're literally they're literally going through a script. Like that's what that's what I didn't really realize. May I see that, please? Yeah. Um it's eyewitness report. Verify this. What I didn't realize is that most of these CIA documents is just news reports that the CIA approved and that got declassified. Does that make sense? Are you following me? So essentially it's, them being required to release information about said project is just them preparing a well, report. Yeah, it could be to give to the public. It's like directly to the news stations. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so think about on one level anything they type up just like they're not going to type up the plan to kill Kennedy. Anything they type up is probably a smoke screen to begin with, because even in the sixties, you weren't stupid enough to admit to stuff on paper and name names. And and, and, and if there are not names, then chances are that they're not, I mean, links to, you know, the truth about whatever it is. This is the kind of thing where you can't do real true independent reporting on because you're getting all of your information from the horse's mouth and who's to say it's true. Yeah, it exactly. And it just blew my mind that like most of the documents weren't actually MK Ultra documents. They were scripts for CBS, CNN, you know, that the CIA approved. And at the top of each page, it says approved by for approved for release. Then the date like this one's 2004 Channel 2 Oakland News. I mean, of course, um, it does have to get approved just to, just to even be released. But I mean, it's it's just I don't know how, how how can you even do that? Is it a proof released by the CIA? So it's like okay, CIA, you're hiding things from us. Well, the, the we demand information. We're not going to send an independent third party to come and see the information and give it to us. We'll just take whatever you say you have. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And some of the stuff actually is old documents from MK Ultra, like from the Freedom of Information Act. But most of everything I was looking through was a news story that just got released and it says approved by the CIA at the top of every page. Here's another one I thought was kind of cool. Um, like the first memo that comes up is uh, subject MK ultra files, January, 1975 and blah, blah, blah. MK ultra. It's kind of marked up to make it look like, Oh, this was actually an old document. Um, to the best of my recollection, the MK Ultra projects were terminated in 1966 or 1967. 
I have no knowledge of the <laughs> of the ultra type materials that have been used operationally against U.S. citizens. And what's interesting about that is like on the CIA's website, they admit that the MK Ultra program didn't end until the 70s. But right here, you've got like a CIA guy testifying that to the best of its knowledge, it ended in the mid 60s, mid to late 60s. I mean, it's also interesting to talk about when it began, I mean, and how it began where it came from. And that's actually um, a clip coming up. Right? Well, and I will say I actually pulled probably one of the documents that you have there from the CIO website, at least. Um, yeah, go ahead and read date, off the highlights. The, the date, at least, is, is June 1977. That's the, the time it was approved for release. However, the date on the original document is a memorandum for the record subject, Project MK Ultra, subproject 22. Date. December 5th, 1956. That's so that's, fi- that's 15 years after the end of World War II. Yeah. And if 56, is that, are you saying that's the earliest known for sure when they were doing it date that you yeah. know of? Uh, well, this is just, no, this is just a random document I pulled uh, off of the CIA.gov so website. This, probably there going on there could that. be even earlier. So, yeah. I mean, actually that's There was uh, so many years. documents to go through, but like I said, every, almost all of them were just like approved for release news stories. Like you had to go way like digging to find like actual MK Ultra documents, um, and I think it's partly they did that because they want to like control the narrative and approve whatever's on the news, which they do. CIA does that for mm-hmm. anything and everything already, but also just uh, you know make it a needle in a haystack to find the real shit. Just pepper it up with all these like BS documents. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. let's just. I mean, I do have one more yeah, one more thing yeah. on the on the. I mean, if you, you see 1956, 14 years after the end of World War II, that's that's just one of these documents. There could be even more going back further. But when you think about any secret CIA project that comes to mind, when did they all begin? I mean, from what I can think of, almost no, no major or majorly, you know, you know, a confidential, highly top secret. There's probably some messed up stuff going on. It, like when did the first CIA black ops happen? They all seem to simultaneously begin uh, not long after the end of World War II. Yeah, that actually ties into a topic I wanted to go into on a future episode, which is basically how the Nazis ran NASA and the CIA after World War II. Well, I mean, we I think MK Ultra is directly related to yeah. that project or Operation oh, Paperclip. Yeah. They were, I uh, mean, the Nazis were doing some wacky This stuff is basically taken directly from it. the Nazis. I mean, the yeah. kinds of the things that they were doing. The whole space program was. The, I mean, the, the, I mean look, many of the scientists, I have the documents. Many of the scientists in those that. documents uh, were probably Nazis. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah, excellent. For sure, some of them were. Um, and I would, uh, I just want to let you know that I, uh, for the next hour or two, I'm just going to be waving these papers around going, I've got the documents. I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. It's just like, that's the whole reason I printed I mean, these out. You know. So. All right. Well, uh, let's get a little background or clip going. Um, and some of these might be a little too long because I did all of this last night, including that nice little beginning of show mix. So, um, If these clips are too long, I'm sorry. Marlene Levinson is speaking out for the first time to shed light on one of the darkest chapters of Canadian history. Her aunt was a victim of Dr. Ewan Cameron's brainwashing experiments used right here in Montreal at the Allen Memorial Institute. 
Starting in the early 40s, Dr. Cameron used sleep-induced comas, massive doses of electroshock therapy, LSD, sensory deprivation, forcing patients to listen to hours of recorded messages on tapes. His goal? To control his patients' minds to cure mental illness. No one signed to be experimented on. Nobody. His controversial research caught the attention of the CIA in the 50s, eventually being funded as part of MKUltra, a program the CIA developed during the Cold War to learn about mind control. The federal government also funded his work. Eventually, some of his patients from the 50s and 60s received some compensation from the CIA and the federal government. But Marlene's family was told they didn't qualify because her aunt was a patient before the funding began. That right away triggered uh, anger in me and resentment. What, why she refused? I want people to know that this was happening well long before 1950. Phyllis Goldberg was 19 when her uncle and sister admitted her to the Allen Memorial Institute. She was studying to be a nurse and started suffering from depression. My uncle, especially being a physician, felt, wow, he, she's going to get the best care. She's going to see a world-class, up-and-coming, you know, psychiatrist that's going to help her. Instead, this is what she received. Her 1948 medical records show nine electroshock treatments and 28 sleep-induced comas in less than a month. She could not li live a normal life. She could not get married. She could not have children. She was deprived of all those things. Her only um, pleasure in life was eating candy. Uh, she was um, reduced, like I said, down to a child. Her condition continued to worsen after her release. By the age of 60, she could no longer speak or even move. We are no longer deep. I'm a Canadian blue deep. So uh, I named that clip MKUltra, in parentheses, supposed Canadian origin, because I don't know about you, I'm not really buying the fact that the CIA never was doing anything like this until they found this Canadian scientist that was like doing electroshop and dosing kids with LSD and like making them listen to like repetitive audio recordings for weeks on end. It's like, I mean, I have a hard time buying that he's even doing that on his own um, without having yeah. contact with, with someone else who's doing all of those things in a project sanctioned by, you know, a dark faction of the government. Yeah, so that's supposedly, from everywhere you look, the origin of when it, unless you get, get into like the, unless you get into the deep research, or like the white papers, you know, the globalist white papers, they tell you all about it. But um, what the conventional wisdom is, is this Canadian scientist is what gave the CIA the idea for MKUltra and they started working for him. I personally don't buy that. I think it's a little, a little too convenient. But uh, also, man, I mean, being reduced to... Uh a childlike mind and eating candy my whole life, you know. There's worse not, ways to be. Not too bad. Yeah. R.I.P. All right, here's just a little quick backgrounder I thought that was kind of nice. In the wake of World War II, the U.S. government is engaged in a large number of secret medical experiments designed to help win the Cold War. Developing techniques for mind control to create a so-called Manchurian candidate. What is the Didn't extent know. of these brainwashing experiments? Yeah. How did the CIA become involved in such far-reaching and disturbing research? I know they'd never do that. 
In May 1953, scientists at Porton Down are researching one of the most lethal nerve agents known to man, sarin. The experiments are conducted on military volunteers, but the young servicemen have no idea what they are letting themselves in for. On the board, there was a separate notice, typed, which said in so many words, volunteers wanted to help find a cure for the common cold. By volunteering, Ken Earl becomes an unsuspecting guinea pig in the war against the Soviets. On May 4th, at Porton Down, he and five other Air Force men are led into a small room by two technicians. We were told by the two men to roll up the left sleeve. These two men then took two pieces of material and they taped them to our forearm. They then gave us each a respirator and that we were not under any circumstances to take off the respirator. And the door was sealed behind us. It was very, very pokey, a small building. And I found out since it was a gas chamber, which uh, puts the fear of death into you, of course. This technician, with a vial and a pipette, went round each of us, and he dripped onto this piece of material 20 drops in two rows. The clear liquid is sarin nerve agent. It is quickly absorbed into the arm through the skin. The effects just, are immediate. This is preambled by them just I telling them they're there to like get a test. Like I didn't know what sheer terror there is in like being <laughs> trapped and not being able to breathe properly. You feel you can't breathe. I was sweating profusely. Getting anxiety. And I now, even today, have nightmares about it. After half an hour, we were released. Gasping, spluttering, and sweating. I mean, can you tell me real quick? Beautiful sunny May morning. I got, I got a comment. I mean, because, like... This clip is like ultra produced. I mean, not yeah. not the no agenda way. This is this is a, an example no, of how the media. This is produced in what they make fun of. <laughs> exactly, it's it's um, a, an example of how the media is using you know sound effects things like that to manipulate you to make you feel a certain way. But this is actually terrifying. It's actually frightening. Yeah, but it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it it's a uh, it's it's not near as bad as like some of the other stuff. So it's interesting that this is what they choose to like make sound. So hor I mean, it's horrible, but like I, it's terrible and it's frightening and they don't need those sound effects to make it sound frightening. In fact, if you just told the facts but of what you, happened yeah. without the ominous voice, but if you had the British guy talking, it was saccharin. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you just had him talking, it would, it would like not have the same effect like mentally, you wouldn't be like, oh, stressed out. Like, oh, there's I, a heartbeat. I guess so, but if you talk about the realistic nature of it, like I... <clears throat> I don't so, have an attention span for that. Well, last what, year... you think I'm smart? <laughs> last year, I signed up for a medical study. Um, and it was it was uh, basically a study posted online. You go to a hospital, they'll pay you th uh, over $3,000 to smoke cigarettes in a hospital room for seven days. and Literally heaven. So, Except yeah, for yeah. The I, mean, I already party. do that. Like, why yeah. not get paid three thousand dollars to you know kill myself with cancer? Anyway, do they um, let you like watch TV and get drunk? Yeah, yeah no, no getting drunk. 
You watch oh. TV, they feed you the uh, controlled meals. Everything's controlled. You have to eat everything when you sit down to eat. Um, thing is, I didn't Never know. Mind. This doesn't sound fun. I didn't know the going money into it that the doors would be locked as you came in. You couldn't leave. This it, it, All you have to do is lure poor people with money and we'll do just about anything. <laughs> and, and so if you're trying to practice mind control, do these kinds of um, manipulation tactics, you know, you psychological think they you tactics. With gas? I don't know if it was that intense, but they definitely did take a lot of my blood and I got lightheaded once or twice. So Damn. it's nearly the same. Dude, they're probably just drinking that blood, man. Probably. Fucking Illumin- I mean, Illuminati how the elites live shit. forever. Illuminati and shit, bro. Well, um, let's go ahead and just move past that clip. Go to the next clip. MKUltra Backgrounder 2, bro. Student volunteers in a psychological study must watch films of themselves being insulted. Child playing with big ideas. Sir, I just wrote down what I think. I thought that was the point in the exercise. You'll notice, like, they don't talk about the kidnapped children or the, like, prostitute brothels, like dosing people that weren't aware with LSD. Angry. What they talk about is bad, but during they don't, the interrogation, they don't focus on the real student stuff. heart rate, like, breathing, oh, man, and skin resistance were measured. Listen to tapes the of boy codenamed Lawful it's like, oh, recorded higher stress levels under questioning part of than any other British guy. <laughs> this was I mean, a, a very intense kind of interrogation in which yeah. the individual's thoughts and feelings were directly it's like ancient attacked. Aliens. It's a typewriter. It's hard to imagine oh, that someone could go through this and come out. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff too you don't notice until you're only listening to it. The experiment that started over three years ago is finally over. Lawful graduates from Harvard, gets a PhD in math, and at age 25 takes a job teaching at Berkeley. But he also has violent nightmares. You are sick. You are one sick little boy. <laughs> In 1969, he quits his job. He moves to a simpler life in Montana. He gets more and more reclusive and distances himself from his family and develops this philosophy based on the idea that civilization and technology are incompatible, that technology is ruining individual human freedoms. He comes to believe that modern science and industrialized society are evil. The math prodigy, so straight-laced he was known as lawful, decides the law won't hold him back any longer. In 1978, lawful sends a package to an engineering professor at an Illinois university. Do you think he actually When a whistled? campus police officer opens it... When the Unabomber was sent do you think, like, in this recreation, he did it the same thing? It explodes. Like, yeah, absolutely. The officer is lucky <laughs> I mean, I to walk survive. like that. Yeah, so. Especially when you're mailing packages. It is the first yeah, bomb in a reign of terror that lasts job 18 like that. years. Kills three, 
Inges 23. His bomb targets are wide-ranging. Science and technology departments, airlines, any institution or group he sees as evil. Years earlier, psychologist Henry Murray had evaluated his personality at Harvard. As a young man, he was so conventional that he was codenamed Lawful. But the FBI now calls him Unabomber. His real name, Ted Kaczynski. Dun, dun, dun. It took them... See, how many minutes was that? See how, it took him almost four minutes to now, say the words Ted Kaczynski. Exactly. Did you notice that? Insanity. And if you took out all the sound effects, I mean, that clip would probably be a minute and 30 seconds. Yep. Um, but, but, I mean, it's, it's National Geographic. Come on. So, is this something that the, is proven fact? Ted Kaczynski was a part of Project you know, MKUltra, correct? Yeah, you know what's actually interesting as a kind of a sidebar about this is it was the Harvard LSD experiments that Kaczynski was part of. And I've looked this up, but I couldn't really find anything definitive. Because, um, you know, Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, who later became Ramdas, were Harvard professors, and they started those acid tests. They, I mean, they were like, get, like they got both kicked out of Harvard for like the whole LSD thing. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, I wonder if Ramdas and Kaczynski and Leary were all connected, kind of like the Grateful Dead and, like, that whole thing are a little bit connected. It's possible. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't really tell. I mean, the, the, there was no information. I, I, I find it unlikely that they were actually directly connected to it was the CIA Harvard. and MK Ultra. Yeah, it was probably all Harvard, but, it's, I mean— just like in any company, in corporation, in government, everything is several layers removed, right? Well, the, I mean, the, you would say the Grateful Dead was part of MK Ultra, right? Because you had like Albert Hoffman and all these like MK Ultra deep state guys running around with the Grateful Dead and helping them make acid. That Al, Albert Hoffman was actually. I'm sorry, not Albert Hoffman. I was about to say, um, what's the guy that wrote uh, Brave New World? And Brave New World Revisited. Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley. And then okay. his uh, brother, I believe it was too, who was way more into the MK Ultra. He was actually part of it. See, the thing with Aldous Huxley, I mean, especially Richard Alpert and Timothy Leary, is that they're also psychiatrists. Like, they're the kinds of people who would be interested in the things that psychedelics have to show, um, you know, to people who are They went in very sort of different directions, though. Leary was kind of like a counterculture, if you believe that he was truly counterculture. Some people say Leary was there to discredit the LSD movement. Um, I don't think so. Huxley was clearly a globalist. I mean, you read Brave New World and then Brave New World Revisited where he's like, yeah, that wasn't fiction. This is actually the plan. We want to get rid of most of the humans. And his, him and his brother, especially his brother, Huxley, I mean, they were working on MK Ultra, like all kinds of weird stuff. But Ramdas, you know, he, he trips and he's like, just does charity and like goes to India and like leads meditations. Well, it, 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 they're different people. Yeah. I mean, different people have different propensities. And I mean, I've seen people who are more, um, I guess, secular or atheistic who try psychedelics and then they, they go one direction with it. But Ram Dass did the other direction, went the other direction. He took it in a religious direction, a spiritual direction. Yeah. You know, but my, my point being essentially that these are the kinds of guys who would do the sorts of things that they did discovering LSD. Yeah. They were in the position of power to be able to have an effect. And I don't know that the CIA could have predicted them, them directly or 
planned them directly originally. They yeah. might have taken advantage of it. They might have, you know, seen. It. I mean, the way I've always heard the interaction between the CIA and the Grateful Dead is that the CIA was tracking the flow the of FBI LSD. Was. The, the FBI, FBI. Was, the CIA was supplying it. The FBI ah, was tracking and inter, trying to interdepartmental. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like the crack epidemic. It was just like the CIA floods Warring it in. Factions. The DEA tries to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, or they're all in on the scam at the high levels. Who yeah. knows? But, um, uh, crap. What were we just talking about right before that? Gonna have to edit this part out. I mean, something about, uh, Timothy Leary. I mean, essentially, Timothy Leary, you know, and you, you brought up how connected they are to the CIA or if there's the possibility that they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if they had tied into the Unabomber at all. See, that's what I was wondering. But um, Harvard LSD trials. Yeah. A minute ago, you were saying something about how um, they couldn't really predict. That's what you said. The CIA couldn't really predict the effect acid would have. It was like that. You know, that I don't know if you noticed that clip I sent in of Mr. Mackey on South Park when he's telling the drugs by it. I'm going. <laughs> like he says, like LSD, it's bad, and it was it was popularized by John Lennon and Paul McCartney, and that's like the the famous John Lennon quote. He's like, the CIA tried to use LSD as a way to control the population, but it ended up backfiring and caused the anti-war movement. Which actually, I wasn't going to play these clips, but now they're on. I mean, I think that's because there's it's such a variable substance. Um, Dep- it depends entirely on the individual taking it. The uh, set and setting, their state of mind, where mm-hmm. they're at in life. The, I mean, if you give LSD to somebody and you, you know, kick them and punch them, they're not going to have, they're going to have a horrific time. They're going to feel like they're in hell versus somebody who's taking it of their own accord. Yeah, but the, the, there's two like camps of thought. One is like what John Lennon said, which is they wanted, they introduced it to the population to try to control people and mind control people, and it didn't work. It backfired. The other line of thought is it did work and they wanted a counter revolution. And well, I actually wasn't going to play these, but now that we're talking about it, I mean, let me, let me go ahead and go well, with hold this on one second. And just, just commenting on that. How are those two things mutually exclusive? These people who are in power, these people who are controlling everything, they always have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. So plan A being attempt to mind control the people as they had seen, they were able to, in their own controlled experiments, they hadn't given LSD to a person voluntarily and also observed them, you know, or maybe they had, but it, in controlled um, experiments where they're torturing these people, I mean, they're going to see one reaction. They're going to see an ability to control someone versus giving it to the people and then them having an awakening or an awareness or something like that. Yeah, and then, it's, it's and, impossible and to tell crim- if it's criminalizing one or the other. it. I mean, yeah. it, it, that could be a plan B. But easily. what if they wanted? People, what if like the hippie movement, which had some good aspects to it, was also, um, they wanted a bunch of people to be anti-gun. Like being anti-war is good. They didn't like that. They were arresting the anti-war leaders like MLK and other hippies. But they also wanted guns outlawed. And Charles Manson was actually a good chunk of impeltra. I think he was there to discredit the whole hippie movement. But let me play this clip because it ties into... That's true. But were hippies all calling for... You know, guns to be completely yeah. outlawed. Nothing's black and white. Just like, you know, there was. Well, there most was, hippies were factions. taking drugs. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, I don't know if that's the commonality. I think the commonality is that they they that gave, they gave these drugs to th- these people. These people then start to 
hey, why is the system like this? They start asking questions. Yeah. And then it's just they pass these laws and it's a and it's a, uh, a tax collection. Yeah. Uh, and like, like Terrence McKenna said, it can be used probably for brainwashing or it can be used for self-exploration. It's I a mean, neutral. So tool. much less can be used for brainwashing. I mean, um, just a, a book written a long time ago. Yeah. Let me uh, let's go ahead. and I liked this. It's old school South Park. I don't need to take your right-wing authoritative bullshit. What? Uh, you're just like the government, man. Trying to prosecute out one side of your mouth, okay? While supporting guns out of the other, okay? Uh, why don't you go to a Grateful Dead concert? I can't, man. Jerry Bear's dead, okay? I'm pretty sure that's the same episode where he's, like, telling kids how bad drugs are. <laughs> and then he ends up, like, trying LSD. And he just, he's just, like... Starts walking around listening to the Grateful Dead, and it's like, here's what, here's if one only. more, here's one more little clip about it. Well, man, you know, it's like you go through life thinking that you're an individual, okay? and then you realize that you're more than that. Okay? We're all just one big individual. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're all just one big individual. Which also, okay? think about, and I've, I mean, that's like the common thing everybody talks about is like, it's like everything's one. We're all one. Well, think about, and not that that's not true or is true, but I mean, that also is like globalism. I if mean, you have these guys uh, behind MKUltra that all wanted globalism. What better way to sell it? A one world religion. We're all one. A one world organized religion. Absolutely. Yeah, which I and actually, anything organized. I do, I do uh, kind of subscribe to the idea that we're all one, but that it's. I don't know. These are some thoughts I just started I mean, for, having. For me, recently. that's mathematically true. I mean, nothing would exist without everything else. So, I mean, yeah, you can't have uh, carbon molecules without stars exploding. So, all right. Um, I got more. Got more documents to go through. Okay. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's but do first, it. Uh, let me. I got one more. Have you seen Wormwood on Netflix? I have not. It was too long. It could have been like a two-part episode instead of six or however many it was. But it's worth watching because it. Uh, I got. I pulled the trailer, but it. They don't tell you everything in here, but they tell you like the first half of the story. I'm uh, assuming this is a documentary on MK Ultra. Yeah, so specifically follows one side. It's no secret the CIA involved. experimented with LSD as a form of behavioral engineering and mind control in the early 1950s. Now a lawsuit alleges the agency might have drugged one of its own scientists with a psychedelic agent before assassinating him and engaging in a decades-long cover-up. <laughs> Whoops. That was a short news clip about what Wormwood's about. This is the Netflix ah. trailer for Wormwood. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Here we go. This is way more Netflixy in a world. What were you told at the time of your father's death? I was told that your father has had an accident. But that was the cover story told by the CIA. My father, Frank Olson, was an army scientist. His research group had a relationship with the CIA. They take him to New York Tuesday morning, early Saturday morning, he's dead. What was my father doing? What was the CIA doing? What happened there? The released CIA documents deal with a project codenamed MKUltra. There was in it a story of a CIA experiment on an unwitting civilian that the CIA who was given LSD. 
you're the one on stage tonight, Dr. Olson. <laughs> you're all a bunch of jokers. This has been the shift from thinking that my father's death was a mysterious suicide to knowing that it was a CIA atrocity. This is 1975. There were a lot of questions about the integrity of US government. The government was so eager to shut this down. The tragedy that happened to the family was very deep and very real. Eric's whole life has been sucked into this terrible hole. The CIA was using LSD on people, but I think the real bad was something worse. He's a man that was profoundly distressed about what he was learning. Startling new information. Frank Olson, a former CIA scientist, may have been murdered. If you thought somebody was detrimental, you would have no problem dealing with him. But then the question is, who ordered that? The United States began to do things which put its own democratic institutions in great jeopardy. And my father was in the center of that. Frank was somebody who has secrets, and he was dangerous. I can't tell you more. So, so the guy who was uh, experimented on by the government is the one who's dangerous. Gotcha. He was an actual. He was a scientist. He wasn't, scientist. He uh, it wasn't kind of like the Unabomber where he was experimented on. This guy was a bioweapons scientist um he got involved in mk ultra and originally they just the story was he committed suicide uh jumped out of the window then later his family started to get suspicious like his son is the main guy interviewed in it and uh you know then the cia admitted like hey, uh, well we dosed him with lsd without telling him like it was part of this experiment and he went crazy and jumped out the window a couple days later and so the people kind of bought that story. That's what the CIA admitted to. They, you know, the family goes and meets Jimmy Carter, whoever it was, and they get an apology a decade later, however long it was. And then I, I wasn't even going to, I was going to try to avoid spoilers because it's, like I said, too long of a documentary. Could have been half the, half the well, length. It's, it's history. They kind of gave so. away everything. It's history. Yeah. So. It, yeah. But it, it they kind of gave away everything in the trailer, to be honest. Like, there's some interesting detail, details, well, but they, I, they said, like, oh, he may have been murdered. But that's what it, it turns out. The CIA didn't just dose him and he jumped out the window. Him. They killed him because he knew too much and he was starting to feel guilty. He was going to go public. The, um, the autopsy report showed blunt force trauma to the back of the head as cause of death. Injuries of a fall. Basically, dude was in the back of the head and then pushed out a window. Um <laughs> Uh, and this is just an example of the kinds of like horrific things that the CIA did with this study. It wasn't just to, you know, military members. I mean, they were it kidnapping kids and kidnapping like torturing people. Them. They were dosing people in public yeah. without their knowledge. They would um, coat uh, kids the, is where it really gets sick and disgusting for me. It's like when you, oh my gosh, when, you get, when you're doing it to kids, un, I can't yeah. believe, but, but uh, I mean, they would even do stuff like coat the, um, uh, a toilet seat of a public restroom. With LSD, and yep. so you would sit down to take a shit, and <laughs> within minutes you're tripping balls yeah, they because would coat it with a bunch. Yes, and and LSD absorbs through os osmosis. Another thing is though, LSD is not the only drug that they were experimenting with. There are literally hundreds, probably many research chemicals, you know, psychedelics, I, um, disassociatives. I saw a documentary a long time ago from like it must have been filmed in the '80s based on the look of the footage, and I. Can't I looked? I didn't remember the name of it, but they interview all these military scientists who didn't really knew know what they were getting into when they 
did these experiments. And some of the guys, you know, end up never coming back. I mean, they were giving people a thousand times the recommended dose of LSD. One guy, it's like the, I tried well, so hard to clip it. I couldn't find anywhere. But one guy, there was stories, you know, spiders coming out of everybody's skin and eye sockets for weeks at a time That because they gave him so much. But the one that really stuck with me that I was like, that's creepy, is they gave this dude like 500 or 1,000 times the recommended dose of LSD. I wish I could fi- could have found the clip. Well, I mean, I want to know who's recommending the dose. Um, 200. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, this dude tells the story and he was like in a psych ward for years after this because of how crazy it was. But he said they, he was taught being interviewed because they were trying to test the effects. This was back when they were like, is this a truth serum? Is it a way to like keep people from telling the truth? Can it give soldiers extra powers? Can we use it to like it, they were they they were trying all kinds of uses for it, and mm-hmm. they gave this dude way too much of it. And there's like ten guys they interviewed in this thing. If we do a follow up episode, I'll try harder to find it, but I just couldn't find it anywhere. That's right. And um, it still sticks with me this day what the guy said happened. One of them, he said like they were interviewing me, and then slowly time kept getting slower and slower to a stop. And he was in the room with like an ad, like a two generals and like a colonel, and they were like you know basically interviewing him and. He said for what felt like a thousand years, like an eternity, they all were just frozen time. He could walk around them and they none of them would move. Like he couldn't get like the he was trapped in that room for like an eternity and he could like touch them and like he just couldn't enter like he couldn't pick things up. Everything was stuck in place. And obviously that's like a psychological thing, but just it's well, like I mean, it's just a crazy I mean, that's just one of it's just saying a, a psychological thing is, you know, I mean it, it honestly in my mind doesn't reduce it because everything's psychological yeah. every experience that you've ever had is a psychological experience yeah so well, it just you're 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 it just the stories you hear from lsd and especially the guys that got dosed with way too much of it is it but it really just shows how um subjective reality is and it really just comes down to your experience of it that has way more to do it than how it actually is of course if if something like that can you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Steve brushed on something really interesting there, which is the applications. You know, what kinds of things was the CIA actually seeking to achieve? Were they just having fun and giving people drugs? Like, haha, look at those guys. They're tripping. By the way, I have the uh, the brothels thing. Oh, nice. Midnight Climax. Nice. That's and a once great again, one. Uh, approved for release 2004. Wow. It's a newspaper article by Jim Wood. The CIA approved the release of the newspaper article. So it's just really interesting that all these things... I mean, this is straight printed. I printed this right off the CIA's website. It's just interesting that they always approve it beforehand. I just think right, right. We don't know what information we can actually trust, but we do know something happened, right? Yeah, um, but it's a whitewash. Of course. Well, I mean, just think about the kinds of applications that they could have been testing. Um, you mentioned truth serum. That's something they actually did attempt to um, use it for. Yes, they attempted to develop a truth and like serum. Ter- Terrence McKenna give talks a drug about and extract information. Keep it from keep. They also use the opposite. Like when the truth serum didn't work, they're like, "What if we give it to somebody that's like a cyanide capsule? Except instead of killing himself when he gets captured, he'll take that, and then he won't be able to tell the truth." Mm-hmm. Like so, it was like they used it for an opposite, like a, a, the, a lie. That's actually well, what they actually ended well, both, up, yeah, they ended both. up discovering was that instead of being able to pull things from people, they were able to insert things into people (laughs) i mean you know uh psychologically um basically if you've ever seen inception you know and no matter what your opinion is of that movie 
it's the kind of thing that they attempted to do with this, which is uh, a combination of psychedelic drugs, um, hypnosis, um, sometimes torture. They would be able to program people. This is like the humanitarian candidate. And there's a few examples of this throughout the past of people who possibly might have been part of this program. Um, True. First one that comes to mind, Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. A uh, guy who killed Bobby Definitely. Kennedy. Yeah. Lady in a white and black trench coat. Doesn't remember a thing. One moment he's standing in the kitchen. Another moment he's holding a gun over Bobby Kennedy's uh, dead body. You don't know where I'm going with yet, but you're getting close to it. Ooh, this is, yeah. Um, fun. Before we get, like, because that's the real question is like, was this all going on just back then and now they really did stop in the 70s? Or did they perfect it perfect and they're the way method. better at it now? And that's, that's the, I mean, how much dark money went into this? Like that's, that's really the debate is, are they still doing this today on what scale? Is it like Alex Jones says, we're like, well, I've had scientists on the show and uh, they all say the flicker rates on the TV, they can have subliminal messages in there and uh, the flicker rate will make you more suggestible. And I mean, they did use flicker rates in the MKUltra I, test back then. They did. Did they get good at it? That's the question. That's possible. But so, maybe, I mean, flicker rates going, I mean, I was going to go a whole other direction with it. Uh, they didn't just give up on the psychedelics. They didn't just give up on the um, hypnosis. Who knows? They might have found something stronger. But I mean, we're all manipulated by the media, by the culture, by by what we consume on a daily basis in some way, shape, or form. So it's not far-fetched. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's always, even with, aside from MKUltra, like the remote viewing that the Pentagon and CIA was spending all this money on, like Men Who Stare at Goats, the, the right. book, but the John Ronson that. book, a uh, pretty good book. And but, a movie too, right? Yeah, it was Clooney and I think Jeff it Bridges. It was pretty funny. The book is better, but like it's really, it, what happens in the movie is real. I mean, they, the CIA and Pentagon were spending money on psychics to like have a line of 50 goats and like they would focus on try to kill one goat with their mind. And like one time one dropped dead and they were like, ah. but then there was like, you know, <laughs> it's there's that's an, the remote viewing thing is like, you talk to certain people and they're like, they swear that we're involved and they're like, Oh yeah, they can do it. They still do it. Like people that it, it's kind of like occultism and it kind of, it'll go back to our world war two episode where the Nazis were doing all this, you know, supernatural supposedly stuff indiana and, jones you know <laughs> right and, and, tr and try to be open-minded i mean a lot of this stuff sounds nuts like the more and more you go on about the extremes and the wild possibilities this has been declassified these kinds of things have happened yeah. the government has done this they are not I've got the documents they are not knights in shining armor um not pure they're not all bad not all bad, but, but, and once again, we're going to be nuanced here and say that, you know, we don't know what in this we can trust. We don't know what's real, you know? Well, here's another approved for release in 2007. Um, ABC News, the entire script was approved by the CIA on MKUltra and behavior control. Of course, a lot of these documents are redacted, so they scribble out things with black lines. But, um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good way to kind of move forward is we've kind of went through a lot of the history. Is it still happening now? So I don't have the best examples because most of these examples are um, really, most of these examples are really visual. Um, like I would say a good 90, 95% of them are just like, you know, there's ones with, uh, I think it's Wendy from the Wendy show. 
and like Ellen DeGeneres where their eyes will just start crossing and going like weird and they'll go like rrr, rrr, and like in like during interviews like really weird stuff Britney Spears kind of Katy Perry that stuff but um there's a couple clips I liked and this one even isn't this one is not necessarily that but th I liked this one Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Hmm. When Martin Lawrence was in that chair, we talked about Blue Streak. I love that. He played a role in your life, I believe. How do you feel about him as a person, as an artist? Martin Lawrence is the guy that showed everybody you can make it from D.C. to Hollywood. And uh, I had a personal stake in his success. Every time he did something, it made me feel inspired and really good. And he was always real nice to me. He'd sit me down, what's going on with you, baby boy? What, what? We'd talk about comedy, whatever. And, uh, you know, when we did Blue Streak, we were promoting it, you know, and Martin had a stroke. He almost died. And then after that, I saw him, and I was like, oh, my God, Martin, are you okay? And he said, I got the best sleep I ever got in my life. <laughs> That's how tough he is. So let me ask you this. What is happening in Hollywood that a guy that tough will be on the street waving a gun, screaming, they are trying to kill me. Yeah. What's going on? Why is Dave Chappelle going to Africa? Why does Mariah Carey make a $100 million deal and take clothes off on TRL? It, a weak person cannot get to sit here and talk to you. Ain't no weak people talking to you. So what is happening in Hollywood? Nobody knows. The worst thing to call somebody is crazy, is dismissive. I don't understand this person, so they're crazy. That's bullshit. These people are not crazy. They're strong people. Maybe the environment is a little sick. God, I love Dave Chappelle. But That's yet, so solid. And, and Dave Chappelle, this was right around the time that he turned down a $50 million a year contract from Comedy Central because he was like, I, I know what that kind of money comes with, and I don't like what I've seen happen to my friends that get these kind of deals. Like you said, Martin Lawrence... Like <laughs> signs a deal, and then he's running down the street with a gun, waving around. They're they're trying to kill me. <laughs> Do you like, think he's actually implying something? Like, oh, yeah, like in that opening uh, mix, like the first thing, first soundbite I used was Dave Chappelle going say, saying like, I, it's like I don't know if I'm. A, it's like I guess you could call me a conspiracy theorist. Just connect a lot of dots that maybe I shouldn't connect. Like Dave Chappelle's hmm. been talking about Illuminati type shit for a while. Is Martin Lawrence dead? No, but he. Uh, he kind of hit, he kind of did like Rick Moranis did and just kind of hid. It's like huge, huge star for a while and then just disappeared. I never, I never heard anything about him waving a gun. Yeah. He, he went nuts. Huh? Uh, there's, there's a bunch of examples of that, but like, and actually, um, let's, I'm, can I listen to the news anchor one again? Just because I just love it so yeah. much. Name this one news anchor glitch. Makes wild. <laughs> news anchor glitch classic. But yeah, like sadly, most of these, most of these examples are visual. It's like not right. a lot of the audio stuff doesn't like there's just not that. I mean, this one certainly does. This one is just insane. I love it. Lady Antebellum was the big winner tonight with five Grammy Awards. Rapper Eminem, the big shocker, winning only two despite 10 nominations. CBS 2 Serene Branson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage. We're seeing for the very first time. Serene. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go to Darrison for the bit. They have the pet. That just I'm, will never get old. I'm sorry. Is your tongue made of cement? Like, they're, like the, the common very, thinking very. of like, well, there's two, there's two lines of thought. It's like, you know, that 
especially back when YouTube was like, would just let you upload anything. There was like, that was all over the place on YouTube. It was like MK ultra proof. And then there's the other line of thinking. It's like, she had a stroke. <laughs> it's possible. It's like, I mean, yeah. Or it's CTE as we yeah, mentioned like, earlier. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they're more likely to MK ultra, like more prominent people than like yeah. some second bit CBS hey, anchor. The thing that like the square or the reasonable person would uh, say when having heard that like Dave Chappelle clip or, you know, similar things, they'd say that like Dave Chappelle's talking about like the culture and the riches and the, the, the elitism and stuff like that. That's in Hollywood, the hedonism that mm-hmm. makes these people have these breakdowns. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he was referring to something, a, yeah. a direct influence, not just a cultural or, or moralistic influence. Yeah. When I have more than one night, I'll, uh, I'll pull some better Dave Chappelle clips cause some of them are hard to find, but, uh, I actually, I think it was, I don't remember what episode it was, but Mo Facts. I mean, they played a couple of Dave Chappelle clips that were way crazier than that. I just like, yeah, I need to, I, I just, it was a rush job on some of these clips, but, um, I'll give you a pass. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's our first episode guys. I mean, sound pretty good though. Right. <laughs> um, it's uh staying up all night right there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So that's the question. If. For the sake of argument, MKUltra is still active today. They wouldn't call it the same thing. Of course not. But, like, how would they be doing it? They wouldn't be using the same methods. They wouldn't be putting LSD on toilet seats and electroshock therapy. Oh, for maybe, sure not. Maybe they would uh, do something like this. But I'm reading in the Baltimore Sun, after I just had him on, I thought it was crazy. He's giving me all these patents for mind control using wavelengths and microwaves. And I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm reading it. And I'm and I'm seeing it. And the Baltimore Sun says the CIA is testing on cell towers uh, wavelengths to calm the public during crises. I just had Baggage on with patents talking about that. What Baggage explains is it's not that the microwaves have somehow interfaced with the brain. We already interface with the space winds and all these other magnetic fields and everything else. So they're all just testing this stuff. And so everything they deploy, they've got all these other technologies. It's been in the newspaper that the cell towers are being used for mind control. That sounds like a schizophrenic. So see, here's here's what a schizophrenic is. I want to see that. How do they use uh, the cell I'll towers? Pull, pull it up, probably. Look, here's the thing. Schiz- Listen, here's the deal. Right here. You've got a total schizophrenic that thinks the sun is following him around town and thinks their dog is watching him and works for the aliens. That's not <laughs> happening. You've got someone over here, someone over here that believes everything they see on Fox News. Yes. Okay? Yes. Now, questioning's good. Science is good trying to figure out what's real. Yes. And all of us get freaked out in the nature of the world. No one knows what the universe is. We don't have all the answers. So it kind of, people can't handle that bigness. They can't handle that question, especially low IQ. So they have to differentiate and create a model that allows them to put it in boxes so they can make it make sense because they can't handle it. It's like a like they say, even top astronauts spacewalk for the first time and they're out in the universe and the whole planet's under them. And what are they going to do? They it, it, it's mind blowing. Well, imagine once you realize we don't know everything, we don't understand, and it's endless, and there's all this crazy crap. People go nuts, and as humans learn more and more, and as we become more advanced and go through this metamorphosis, it's going to create a giant societal crisis where most of the people are already going to get killed. The globalists understand that in the birth of this planet, this new species. And so they've decided to take control, make it scientific, stun everyone and dumb them down so they can scientifically try to orderly carry this operation out. But then I go, wait a minute, you're detonating over 100 hydrogen bombs in the upper atmosphere to see if you can ignite the atmosphere and destroy the earth. Yeah, but that was in the 60s. 
I know, but what I'm telling you is the same professors train people. Right, but those people are dead. The people that detonated those hydrogen bombs in the 60s, they're dead now. There's not, we're not dealing with the same human beings. I, I agree with you in some ways that everything evolves and things get better. This is one of my arguments about Operation Northwoods, that if they were able to push Operation Northwoods and get it signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 1962, was it 62? Yes. If they were able to do that, and no one went to jail, and no one got arrested for proposing that they were going to arm Cuban friendlies and have them bomb Guantanamo Bay and blow up a, a Cuban jetliner. And, and, and shoot people in movie theaters. Right. Yes. And schools. Yes. That things evolve. And things shoot evolve. people in movie theaters and, and schools. If unchecked, and obviously that was that unchecked, like that no one went now. to jail for that. No one got did you know, for that. Did you know even PBS covered it? Like, I never even knew this. Here, but, Let's read this one here. The significance of the research, he explained, is that although the cell phone power is low, electromagnetic radiation can nevertheless have an effect on mental behavior when transmitting at the proper frequency. What is this article, Jamie? Scientific American. In Scientific American, it's titled Mind Control by Cell Phone. So... Once again, I have the documents. I uh, printed off the Scientific American article. Oh, nice. Uh, Mind control by cell phone. There you go. Scientific American. Uh, I would recommend everybody take a look at the. It goes through uh, cell phone insomnia, alpha waves of the brain, and um, title the of the Baltimore, article. Uh, Mind control by cell phone okay. uh, on Scientific American neurological health. Um, it goes through like how cell phone radiation affects the brain and uh, can control like behaviors and stuff and the baltimore sun like a long time before that had the article the cia is uh using cell towers so in case there's a crisis they can like calm everybody down with the cell phone frequencies so if you're looking for a modern day way more effective way of mk ultra that seems a like very strong possibility and then there's if you really want to get deep there's the voice of god technology that's always been rumored about where they can just transmit thoughts into your into one direct specific person's head through uh, not necessarily cell towers, but different like RF waves, and this is more theoretical. Right. There's not a scientific right. American not, I mean, no, article no. about, it. but, but um, yeah, that's uh, so that's kind of. I mean, there was a lot of lot of premium content there that Alex went over. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out the um, see the there's PubMed studies, Scientific American, Baltimore Sun. They all like that's the cool thing about Alex is when he brings something up. Usually it's like, wow, damn, that's true. Usually he, like corrobor frogs, it's usually like, he oh, corroborates damn. it <laughs> yeah. with evidence. The problem is that most people hear his voice. They hear him <laughs> slamming MK Ultra in the middle of a bunch of other, you know, um, uh, government projects, things like that, conspiracies. And it just, they just write it all off. They'll never go and look up the actual research that either Alex cites or is on his website or whatever it is, you yeah. know, and, and. Well, that's, Makes the, you wonder. that's the idea that he's controlled opposition. Tell the almost the absolute truth, but make it seem insane. I mean, Joe Rogan's right there. You know, he's right there. He's he he you, he's saying that he believes some of the things Alex is saying, but you can hear it even in the tone of his voice. It's almost like this, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's probably, you know. Yeah, the, I loved it when he's like, it's a breakaway government. They've made deals with interdimensional aliens. And then Joe's like, okay, I'm not, this might be true. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, let's finish this clip. It's almost over. It really does have an effect. They did a whole study. But, but let's on go it further. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah. 
So there is. So would you think that they're making this? No, 5G they declassified protocol? last year a 37-page CIA manual from the 1970s where they were putting up cell towers that look like trees, already testing it in neighborhoods. Okay, they do so that they, now, so, right? So, so you're but, saying but the I, cell phone I, tracks you and watches <laughs> you and controls you yes. and surveils you. Yes. And you think well, uh, that 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 it's one way, but beyond that, it's a microwave reel. Relay system well, that can manipulate, and then the towers are even more powerful. So this is a device given to us by the gods, okay? Given to us by the technology that that the breakaway government NASA has developed. That you don't just think they made up themselves, right? <laughs> That's a whole other rabbit hole. Oh my gosh! On where the technology came from. I don't want to get into the clockwork elves today. Oh my, oh my goodness! Maybe another episode. It's all connected. <laughs> You don't just think they made that themselves, right? But no, now, I, I do want to make a statement yeah, that that not both of us here are, you know, we are self-described Alex Jones fans. I, I will say. I thought you were going to say we're not contemplating suicide. <laughs> well, there's the, yes, that too. I mean, that should be a disclaimer uh, at the beginning of every single podcast, especially true. anything having to do with conspiracies. But I mean, I will say like. I've always been opposed to almost anything. I mean, you know, going back and anything Alex Jones would say. Just because of the way he says it, but it's the presentation, not through, the information. Like what he, what is presented, um, the information that is presented, mm-hmm. you'll find that a good portion of it is accurate. Yeah, he extrapolates a lot. But he does. I mean, what other guest has been on Joe Rogan for um, five hours? Well, interesting. And, and Jamie, who's trying to disprove him, keeps proving him right with the article, like reputable sources. And it's interesting that you, you know, and animal hybrids. No matter how many, I've got the documents. No matter how many egregious things other people do, no one has been silenced and banned like Alex Jones. No one has had that level of coordinated silencing. You, uh, yes, in some ways, but unless you count getting assassinated as that level of silencing. I mean, (laughs) honestly, that's less effort. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, anyway, we could get bogged down and my boy Alex all day. Let's, um. So uh, it's not just cell towers that, like, I have thoughts on that might be, you know, modern day versions of MK Ultra. You know about DARPA? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you know, you know who James Holmes was? No. He's the uh, Aurora shooter in Aurora, Colorado. Ah. He shot up the Dark Knight, the Batman premiere. His dad worked for DARPA. I got some highlights here, and this is from Infowars.com. This article, so you know it's legit. Absolutely. Written by Kurt Nemo. Nemo. I don't even know who that is. But, uh, okay, so James Holmes was one of six recipients of National Institutes of Health Neuroscience Training Grant. The shooter was. He was one of six recipients of a National Institute of Health Neuroscience Training Grant at the University of Colorado Medical Campus in Denver. Holmes also worked as a research assistant intern in the Salk Institute who was teamed up with DARPA. So the Salk Institute worked with DARPA on certain projects. And if you know anything about DARPA, I mean, it's like, I mean, these are the guys that funded the creation of the Advanced internet. weapons, yeah. I yeah. mean, basically, Joe Biden just recently talked about it in a yeah. uh, debate. Yeah, yeah, probably one of those things he, yeah. he shouldn't have even Should been not, talking yeah, about. Yeah, but, you know, the um, dementia will do that. So, yeah, this is just a little background. I highlighted some nice little bits from this, and they have links that you can click on, but I can't. Click on some of these sources because it's a piece of paper. But I've got the documents. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the DARPA program was part of the military's peak soldier performance program, which involved engineering brain machine interfaces for battlefield and other bionic projects. So the shooter, his dad works for DARPA. He was part of a like biotech like research with six other people. It, and it goes on. It's got like all these guys are connected to like military. And by the way, James Holmes, the Aurora shooter, is not the only one of these guys where it's like, oh, their dad was uh, way involved in the deep state. So That's if you're really going to brainwash somebody, it's good to groom them. You probably recognize his face. I mean, obviously you can't see it. Uh, if you're listening. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's the weird, crazy looking guy, the Aurora shooter. So uh, yeah, clearly something's happened. Yeah, I mean, his dad had degrees from Stanford, UCLA, and UC Berkeley. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't just a nobody. I mean, and it and in, in, in Aurora, Holmes lived. This is from Wikipedia now. In Aurora, Holmes lived. On Parish Street, in a one-bedroom apartment, in a building with other students involved in health studies. He lived there? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's a common thread the more you follow these school shooters is they're... Well, first of all, the obvious one, they're all on SSRIs, antidepressants, like 99% of them. But even beyond that, some of them have had the same exact psychologists that they were seeing. Wow. Um, this is the kind of thing that we would all know about if we had independent, you know, non-corporate news media. I mean, somebody would have broken this connection. The only connection that the media acknowledges is the SSRIs. They well, say there's, that there's a mental health problem in our country, and that's what's causing mass shootings. Interesting that they all started happening around the, a certain time. What's the name time. of that award-winning female reporter that talked to Jack Ruby and some other people when he was in jail? Actually, and she said, uh, I'm going to blow the Kennedy case wide open. She committed suicide the next day. I mean, it's like, it's been going on. I mean, Michael Hastings is the most obvious modern example wow. where his car just blows up when blow he was this, about to write a Rolling Stone article about the open. CIA. Where have you heard that phrase before recently? Well, Michael Hastings well, said he was like doing a big CIA story for Rolling Stone and then his car went like 150 exactly. miles an hour and blew Into up in a, a fireball. <laughs> yeah. And then there was that Project Veritas video recently released. Some uh, uh, techni- No, no, oh, okay. a different case. Um, this is Epstein. Uh, the reporter who had all of the information, you know, I think it was ABC News or something like that. Um, a technician there in the studio recorded her talking about how she had all of the evidence to put to put all of these people away. Epstein, Clinton's, oh, the yeah, royal yeah, family. Oh, yeah, ABC reporter. And she, it was ABC, could, right? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. ABC. She couldn't get the go-ahead. And she said, I, I had all the evidence yeah. to blow the case wide open. You know, it, it's... And yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, Veritas is hit or miss, but they've had some good gems like that. Right, for sure. Um, well, this just this basically, this article just keeps going through more of that. I don't want to get too bogged down. In, uh, the, in the, the Scientific American, the the um, how cell phones affect. It's called, a, yeah, the Scientific American article is mind control by cell phone. That more goes into the science of how like RF waves and certain like alpha waves affect your brain behavior and your brain health. Um there's a couple other articles. PubMed had an interesting one, but the um, now I forgot the name of that newspaper. But there's one. Um, 
about how the uh, CIA is using cell towers. This is the one Alex brought up. I mean, that's the one I'm the most to, interested in because yeah. that seems to be the most realistic of how, you know, if MK Ultra is happening today in some way, shape, or form, they're not going to be, you know, as reckless as they were in the 70s. They're not going to be taking these kids to brothels and giving them LSD and, you know, prostitutes and things like that. I mean, the internet wasn't around back then. They could get away with a lot more. There were no, there weren't as many cameras. There weren't as many they could get away with a lot more, so they were more reckless. But nowadays, I mean, assuming that this this research never stopped, the methods of control and manipulation are probably far more effective, far more efficient, much more developed, and much more hidden. Yeah. I mean, 90, 90 to 99% of it we'll never know about. Right. Um, Can only extrapolate. Yeah, but uh, I think we go to a clip here. I got a couple. This is... Um, Lost my clip list. I'm a clip list at. Okay, here we go. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna skip skip a little bit ahead, and now that we're already into the uh, the Aurora shooter, let's um let's play a couple more. Uh, just give a little backgrounder from Fox News back when Fox News, you know, had some decent reporting sometimes. It has happened all too often. A troubled teenager gets his hand on a weapon, and lives are changed forever. But why? On the record investigates, and as Fox's Douglas Kennedy found out, the trail can often lead right to the medicine chest. Two years ago, 16-year-old Corey Badsgard took a rifle to his high school and held 23 classmates hostage. Describe around that time how you were feeling. Um, in the morning, I just I didn't feel like going to school. I felt I felt sick. Didn't feel like really you know like I could get up very well, and so I went back to bed and. Next thing I remember, I'm, I'm in Juviet, in the detention center where I used mm, to live. Like Just one more apparently unexplainable violent outburst at school. Unexplainable to everyone but Corey's dad. So in your mind, there's no doubt what happened here? And no doubt that the medication did this. I mean, he was had amnesia, you know, hallucinations earlier, abnormal dreams, which are all side effects of the medication. That morning, Corey was on a mix of antidepressants, prescribed for what doctors called situational depression. His father says the pills turned Corey from a sensitive teenage boy to a volatile marauder, susceptible to blind rage. Oh, he was never a violent kid. I mean, he's always been a good kid, loved to hug us all. You know, he's never watched violent videos and, and until medication he started. You know, after that, then we realized that he was having aggr aggression problems and, you know, was out of character. At Fox News, we found the Badscard story with antidepressants compelling, so we investigated further. We found a disturbing number of recent school shooters were either on medication or were experiencing withdrawal. The list includes 15-year-old Kip Kinkle withdrawing from Prozac when he shot 22 classmates, killing two after murdering his mother and stepfather at his home in Springfield, Oregon. 14-year-old Elizabeth Bush on Prozac when she blasted away at fellow students in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, wounding one. 18-year-old Jason Hoffman on Effexor and Selexa when he opened fire at his California high school, wounding five. 15-year-old Sean Cooper on a mix of antidepressants when he shot students in Idaho. 15-year-old T.J. Solomon also on a mix of antidepressants when he aimed his shotgun at classmates in Conyers, Georgia, wounding six. And 17-year-old Eric Fox Harris on Lubox when he and partner Dylan Hebel killed 12 oh classmates gosh. and a teacher <laughs> in the bloodiest school massacre yet. 
Columbine. One of the things that in the past we have known about... Um, So Fox News, you know, they actually used to do decent reporting once in a while back then. Um, I mean, that's actually really solid. Yeah, especially the... I mean, what I find... killed 37 people. It's all the... It's all antidepressants, which is is really interesting. I, I... I have a theory. What's your theory? I have a theory. What's your theory? Okay, so, and I actually didn't think about this until last night because I like I always knew the connection between SSRIs, but I, I don't know what what took me down the uh, the shooting rabbit hole really when it came to MK Ultra, but I ended up going there. And uh, follow me on this. What if SSRIs and the overprescription of them to tons of people? is a mind control operation. I mean, on some... How directly are you talking when you say mind control operation? In well, the same way it, that the media is? or No, uh, the same way, way? MKUltra, they used LSD as a chemical, which also operates on serotonin receptors, just like SSRIs do, but they just figured out a way to make something synthetic that did more what they wanted it to do Whereas LSD didn't do what they wanted it to do. And they did it on a huge, massive... What percentage of Americans are on SSRIs? Uh, I mean, it's probably... Huge. It's probably like, I'd say between 10 and 20%. I think it might be more than that. Really? I mean, they they try to prescribe me an SSRI for uh, ADHD, which is not the given medication for ADHD. I mean, um, It's, uh, it's interesting, but is that... Is that enough for it to be a mind control? I mean, maybe they would have to know what kind of genetics will respond negatively to uh, to this given drug. I mean, because there's so many people who actually do take antidepressants. I mean, you can't say antidepressants don't help anyone, right? No, but it, it, you notice it's always the same ones too, Zoloft and Prozac in the shootings. Um, mm-hmm. And this is just like, just like not everybody that was taking LSD in the 60s and 70s was part of MKUltra. Yeah. Well, I mean, the antidepressant theory is really interesting, especially you mentioned Sirhan Sirhan again after um, I was trying to look up the percentage of people that were are on antidepressants in America. But like, it's just I can't reach around, this especially much. when you yeah. consider him and then the fact that his his method of manipulation or the theorized method of manipulation was right. hypnosis. And everybody acknowledges or most people acknowledge that hypnosis is real. And you can actually hypnotize people. You can actually have a, a hypnotic yeah. effect on people. And you can actually There's go into trances. But some people are really sure. good at it. For sure. But, I mean, we'll think about um, Mike Tyson. I mean, you know, True. him being hypnotized, you know, being told he's the baddest motherfucker. He's his me. entire childhood. He's hypnotized me every week. The, now the, I got the the a show on Adult um, Swim. Psych- That's a terrible Mike Tyson. Right. Um, the kinds of psychological tactics that, I mean... MK Ultra used on their victims, such as like trauma bonding, things like this, where they would uh, prescribe them handlers and these handlers would form a relationship similar to Stockholm syndrome, but rather than it being just between the captor, uh, 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 the victim and the captor, it's a two way relationship. Basically, through intense experiences and intense trauma, you find you're, you're more bound to a specific person. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson went through all sorts of trauma. Hypnosis, a combination, hypnosis, trauma, antidepressants, SSRIs, um, who knows, even some of the cell phone wave type stuff. None of this stuff has been studied. Like none, none of this stuff has been looked at in this 
aspect really yeah. in combination the flicker rates on the television things yeah they're blind you know um so anyway my i i had that thought about ssris and i'm sure i'm the well i know i'm not the first one to think of it because i started looking into it found this guy named psychiatrist colin ross who has won like some indie book awards and stuff he's a psychologist pretty well respected but he had a little interview the cia doctors and the military's mind control experiments is the name of this I thought that was interesting. Wow. Very interesting. That I was like, I'm onto something here. And I don't know if I am, but when I heard that clip, I was like, ooh, I'll so play it a little Pro, further. Prozac and what was the other one? Eli Lilly, uh, the original manufacturers of LSD, whether it was like for the, all the psychiatrists that were using it in the 50s okay. before the sweeping psychedelics act. And then also like that were supplying like um, the CIA and Pentagon with it. Because, I mean, like, even Terrence McKenna says, like, they, there was, like, dumpsters full of deep, pure DMT mm -hmm. at the Pentagon. Bar like, Barrelfuls, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, dumpster. But, um... Uh, so, they supplied LSD, or they produced it? I mean, obviously, they, they didn't it. invent it. He they didn't produced, invent it, but he produced it. They produced it. it. Um, and it's... I just thought it was interesting it's the same company that makes Prozac. Well, is is it... They also the same ones who pr uh, produced Prozac, or the ones who invented it? You want to listen to it again? I mean, that might be interesting to find out because I mean, yeah. if it's, if it's, because yeah, what I'm trying to be is like play devil's advocate here. Right. It's, yeah, that it's, connection is an interesting it's one. Loose. It's not proof. I mean, it, a lot of pharmaceutical companies yeah. make all sorts of drugs. And when LSD was approved for research, the same companies that make our prescription drugs would have made LSD as well. So well, let's listen to it one more time and maybe on episode two, we can look into this further.
Okay, so first of all, what he said right at the beginning of that clip. I mean, if this company, Eli Lilly Company, was getting contracts from the CIA to mass produce LSD, it would stand to reason that they're probably, the company's still working with the CIA or DARPA, and they're making Prozac. Relationships. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then, like, also, I thought that feeding retarded kids radioactive cereal was kind of interesting. I, I mean, like, also, that, enti <laughs> that, en that entire clip was interesting. In fact, sidebar, um, if Alex Jones spoke with that kind of voice, he'd sound 10 times more reasonable. I mean, it, which is, I mean, not that it's interesting to listen to because that guy was so low energy. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> not going to lie. It's, but, uh, it's in, it's, it's unreasonable things sound like that made unreasonable things sound re reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I, I, who, who was that guy, by the way? Um, it's a psychiatrist, Colin Ross. He's, uh, writes a bunch of books and he's a, like a legit psychiatrist. He's won some indie book awards. I'd, so, be, uh, I'd be interested to see like a file with all the, uh, linked documents or something like that to corroborate what he was saying. The articles he was talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like, we just are barely scratching the surface. This could be a 10 parter, but, uh, we're not going to do that to ourselves. Um, so here's uh, Ted Gunderson. You know who he is? Mm -mm. He's, uh, you remember the, uh, the, what's the name of that underground, like satanic child sacrifice CIA cult? Um, the the, FBI, no just, the FBI just released a bunch of documents on it. And like they always called Ted Gunderson, the FBI guy, crazy. Wait, for, child sacrifice? It wasn't yeah, sex. Yeah, they had pentagrams, not, not, not the pentagrams in the an underground tunnel. The finders. Like pentagrams and underground tunnels and like those FBI I thought that was documents. like sex trafficking. I didn't think that was a sacrifice Both. thing. Well, it's, yeah. Pedof we don't need to get into the nitty gritty about right. how pedophilia, Satanism, and child sacrifice are all kind of t interrelated. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyways, Ted Gunderson also was like groundbreaking and really pushing for the MKUltra stuff to be released. And um, this is him interviewing a longtime MKUltra victim. And at first you're like, I think she's full of shit. But for how long she's kept up her story, kind of like Bob Lazar, where it's like it's consistent for decades. But yeah, listen to this. Hello, I'm uh, Ted Gunderson, former uh, senior special agent in charge, FBI, Los Angeles. I have with me today my dear friend, uh, Bryce Taylor. Bryce, uh, you and I had an interview some time ago, r very formal interview, in that it was, like as I recall, two and a half hours long. And uh, we're going to update it today. So it'll be rather short. Uh, let me ask you a few questions. Today, for the first time, and this is uh, February 22nd, I think it is, 1998, you name names. Before today, you refrain from naming names. Would you like to tell us uh, who was involved in these various activities that you've described before? Yes, I would, Ted. Um, it's real scary for me, but I'd like to um, go on public record saying that um, my owner under mind control was um, Bob Hope and that um, I was abused and used as a mind control sex slave by um, Ronald Reagan and um, a, a lot of different presidents, LBJ, Reagan, Ford, 
and um, I was programmed to have computerized um, mine files by Henry Kissinger, um, where I was used as an operative within the intelligence. You're making that face at me like you're calling bullshit oh, on this one. How hard is this chick? The way all of these presidents shared her, is that what she said? Well, this is kind of the theory that what happened to Courtney Love and a lot of other people. Like, you're raised and abused and as a kid. A you get raised order. up into this. And so they used me to If this mind control stuff's real, you you get raised up into it from a kid being abused and like because the idea that all the even like in uh plenty of like actual mk ultra scientists have talked about it and written about it and like it's in the declassified documents that the more trauma you cause and i don't want to get graphic but you can imagine some horrific ways to mm -hmm. cause trauma to a kid it creates a split personality where you have to disassociate and that's when you can start programming like um two personalities and that's it's exactly really what I was referencing yeah. earlier when I talked about trauma bonding. That's one of exactly, the things that yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah. So this is Bring like what she's saying they did to her. individuals into the fold, they called it, for, to work and, on behalf of the New World Order. And so they used me to manipulate and blackmate male people in order to bring them in, people that were either wealthy, had a lot of talent, or knew something, had connections or whatever. Or money. Money. It always, the money was the end, the end goal of everything. And uh, what were you asked to do? Um, I was sent in usually with very detailed programming instructions where I was uh, drugged and electroshocked and um, food and sleep deprived in order for them to lay in programming that would um, be specifically targeted to a certain individual and I would be... That's um, kind of what you were talking about. It would depend on what the, what the profile of the person was, but I was usually... Um, sent in with instructions to seduce a person um, and and then to deliver a whole regime of instructions or Jeffrey Epstein um, stuff. information that they had delivered, Maxwell. programming yeah. to deliver. So you were used for blackmail purposes? Uh, and to keep the people in the, that were working with the New World Order agenda organized. This goes on for another eight minutes. I would... Uh, it sounds far-fetched at first, especially when she starts right off the bat. I mean, saying Reagan was her handler and Bob right. Hope, but Bob Hope. <laughs> give it a chance. It's uh, look on YouTube for before you they take it down. Ted Gunderson interviews MK Ultra. I mean, to be I'm honest, I hope it's board. not true. Yeah, I'm not fully on board with this, but then again, Ted Gunderson has was he's dead now, but like he was vindicated on so much stuff that he that has like later come out to be true. So don't you know. Don't immediately poo-poo well, it, I mean, but even I'm not fully on board with like, okay. Fully lady. on board with everything, but at the same yeah. time, what what year was this? Oh, God, that interview must have been from the 90s. Right. So think about what we've recently learned about Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, and Jeffrey Epstein, mm -hmm. like you mentioned. I, I mean, mean, Reagan. The exact same thing, basically. Uh, Reagan was, I mean, a weirdo. He's like, I mean, anybody that talks like this, like, I could see him doing something kind of weird. But, uh... <laughs> I okay, mean, Nancy. I mean, Nancy was a cunt. I mean, oh, I edit that out. R.I.P. <laughs> oh my God. Just say no. Um, okay, so yeah. Uh, sorry for the language, folks. It's all right. I got a bleeper. You. I need a live bleeper that I can like just cuss and great. like hit the button at the same time. There you go. All right. Um, well, anyway, yeah. Uh, Ted Gunderson interviews MK Ultra victim, and he's got a like the work he was doing back then. Not all of it's that far-fetched, and a lot of it's really fascinating, so I would definitely check that out on YouTube. Um, 
I guess we're getting through this a lot slower than I thought, so I might save this for maybe a later part two episode. But I got some RT clips about like more recent uh, MK Ultra documents that got released. Um, more recent, but, like how recent? Uh, 2019, 2000, wow. around the time Trump allowed the JFK files to be released, but it's all so redacted, but they, there's some good gems in there. Um, but honestly, I'm thinking, uh, I think we're about ready to like wrap this up. I don't know if you want to give me your thoughts on, um, I don't know. I want to, I want, there's so many different rabbit tra trails you can go on from MKUltra. I ended up going with like the DARPA school shooting one, which is like, kind of like, I was like, well, we probably shouldn't do vaccines as the first episode because I know a lot about it, but I don't want to get deplatformed. And I think we just like topped that one by like people. Yeah, I mean, it's school you kind of like, checked every I don't box. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to get Sandy hooked like Alex did. But at the same time, it's like, well, well, that's the kind of thing. If, if free speech exists in this country, then you've got to be able somebody's got to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. Q. Darren O'Neill, the uh -huh. knowledge industry where censorship comes to get its ass kicked. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh. I mean, the, my general thoughts on this is that, I mean, I like the a angle you took. I like the DARPA. I mean, because that's that's a way I've never thought about this particular topic. And now I will say you've probably connected like a lot of different. Really, what this is, is mass population control or individual uh, a sleeper cell type stuff. We, we've hit on like a lot of things. Not all of it directly stems from MK Ultra. maybe no. some other related programs as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different motives and uses for something like MKUltra, like that lady was talking about. Even if she is full of shit, like, that blackmail actually happens, and, like, you could go down the list. Like, I didn't even take the celebrity route, really, with this one. Um, really, just because so much, so much of it's visual-based. I wanted to just, you know, wave documents around and scream. Right. Uh, well, mission accomplished. Yeah, but... Uh, no, I, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't want to say I was grasping at straws for like the stuff like SSRIs or, you know, a mind control Absolutely program, not. but like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not like, I'm not going to just uh, like most of the stuff I was talking about. It's like, I'm not going to just, you know, parade around the streets and, t and like firmly believe this, like, but it's interesting. It's like, you know, it's the thought program. I got a bunch, not a bunch, but I got a handful more clips. I'm just going to save them for later, but I do got this little Dave Chappelle little like this i mean i'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree like when i, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected i don't know yeah, i just mm. man i love dave good old dave check him out on netflix he's done like three specials and they're all great and there's theories that when he went to africa they killed him and his clone came back Okay, that that's that's a little bit too. Uh, I'm sorry. Dude, the, clo the celebrity clone theories is one of like the most retarded things I've like, but it's like, oh my god, wow, it's funny though. Like I love the um, like all the people that are like Bill Hicks faked his death. He didn't really get a brain tumor. He became Alex Jones because they knew a couple of the same people and they're both from Austin, Texas. It's like yeah, they kind of looked similar, but the age difference is way off the map. But, like, my favorite theory is people that even go further than that. They're like, no, Bill Hicks and Alex Jones were both cloned from the same person. And they're, it's oh like, they're God. both clones. Dude, you this see, that's why people who, uh, people accuse <laughs> conspiracy theorists of being schizophrenics, man. I mean, uh, it's like, oh, Alex is like, yeah, you got your guy that believes everything he sees on Fox News and the other guy that thinks the, his dog's working for the aliens and the sun's falling around town. It's like so true. <laughs> Yeah. Like with it, like with anything, like where they're 
like how we started off. I think this is a good way to summarize it. With MKUltra, there's definite true stuff that's declassified. It's probably way, way worse than that. But I don't think it's as bad as like, you know, some people would have you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything out that's out there about MKUltra is it's true. true. Yeah. But don't let that discourage you. And that includes you. the declassified stuff. Yes, and don't let that discourage you from looking into it. Because just because you can't prove something doesn't mean you shouldn't research. doesn't mean you shouldn't ask the questions that need to be asked. That goes for anything. Couldn't have said it said her my bell. <laughs> uh, Solid. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll skip the rest of those clips because they're all... I feel like we've beaten this horse as far as like the uh, SSRI aspect goes to death, but just one last little stack of documents I have is about uh, six pages of different uh, mass shooters that were all on Zoloft, Zoloft, Prozac, or a combination of SSRIs. One thing just that kind of goes be... through the numbers and the stats. I don't want to, like, I'm not going to just read off right. the page, but yeah, no. I did want to pull some stuff that way if, like, that way I could kind of back up what I was saying. You know another link that would be interesting to look into between all those, okay. everyone a on that list? A link of MKUltra and something else? Well, no, but on that list, all those uh, people with the Prozac and the Zoloft? Yeah, yeah. How many of them had, uh, were there any connections between the therapists, psychologists, and doctors that these people saw? Because the thing is, you don't get these prescriptions without seeing one of those three uh, occupations I just listed. Right. And that would be another connection that would even push this further. Going back to what you were saying, a lot of them had this from childhood and families. How many of them have uh, family that's in government? How many of them have family that's involved in military? A lot. It's oh. it's gets creepier and creepier. And uh, but that's always been the case. Like I can't wait to do that World War Two episode where we tie in paperclip and NASA. And I think paperclip and, uh, should get its own whole thing. But and yeah, and Project Bluebeam. But like that's one thing that's pretty undeniable is the amount of uh just the amount of um like power that scientists have like mad the the meme of the mad scientist you know like in his lab doing something crazy it was always the villain in the old movies but it's like there's actually truth to that like the nazis were doing all kinds of crazy stuff and then they started running nasa and like they were doing stuff crazy i mean they would like they were torturing like they would get twins from birth and separate them and then like torture them and try to see if they like the other one would feel pain or psychological pain from it i mean they were i mean indiana jones isn't that far off when they were trying to get all these ancient relics like the ark of the covenant and like i mean they like they had like hitler would have a bunch of witches that he traveled around with and they would like kill kids and they were building ufos and thought they were communicating it's like the whole like mad scientist occult NASA connection, like, and here's like I guess just just a quick sneak pre uh, sneak preview of the World War Two episode. So the theory is history is written by the victor, right? Mm-hmm. So would you want to win and then act like you're in power, or would you want to win and then pretend you lost? Where are you going with like this? We never saw Hitler's body. The Nazis, like most of them, never stood trial. They all escaped to South America, Argentina, blah, 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 supposedly. Who even knows if that happens? And then look at the companies. This is just a little sneak preview for the World War II episode, the angle I want to take. Mm. Look at the companies. IBM built the barcodes for the Jews to track them in concentration camps. Bayer 
made like all the chemical weapons that they gassed them with. These are mega giant companies now that still are like global companies that run things. So then maybe the Nazis won and they became like, I mean, the EU is the perfect example of that. I mean, I would say you're really scratching the surface of something that's incredibly interesting. And I mean, is is going to take a lot of research, but yeah, that one's, that one's I'm going to need more than one day to prepare. For sure. <laughs> the, the, the meme of the mad scientist and that being something that's, that's true throughout history. A, absolutely. How many of these good things have we gotten? Cell phones, you know, like just technology advancements mm-hmm. that have come with, come from Nazi technology. You know, I mean, V2 rockets developing our own rocket technology. Hitler for NASA. the first Volkswagen design. Exactly. Um, and then how many of these programs were in existence in the U.S. before World War II. This is the point where all of these things, a crossroads, all of these things come together, is World War II, the U.S., the fall of Germany from being, you know, the, the height of its power. The U.N. and the EU coming into power. Uh, you know, United yeah. States basically envying Germany's power. We didn't we didn't decide that we were going to join the Allies um, until a couple of years into the war. We were waiting to see how things shook out. We were considering joining Germany in the Nazi side. Yeah, um, Prescott originally. Bush, George Bush's grandfather, uh, helped fund. I mean, like the American press praised Hitler when he was coming up before he like went off the rails. Yeah, it's um, the medium is the message, Marshall McLuhan. Mm-hmm. Like even like what we believe so much, so much of it is just affected by what we've been told. Like when you really break it down for enough. But yeah, I really that World War II one's going to be good. Going to have to definitely do some research on it, and we'll maybe do a follow up to MK Ultra. But one thing. You and I talked about is I want to be locked down to like politics or conspiracies. Like I want this to be any topic is on the table. Like maybe even like take suggestions. And if we get ones we like, like on Twitter, something's like somebody really has like, ooh, that's a good idea. Like I like anything is on the table. Like certainly pop culture, as long as it's something we find interesting. Absolutely. Um, I mean, but yeah. Although I mean, I, I not like we're gonna run out of uh, topics. You know, for a while, for sure. Yeah, I, I just mean, don't want to. So much we could have. We could have even this gone was into one to with start MK off Ultra with that we didn't it. even. Yeah, I mean, MK Ultra could have its own twenty episode series. Exactly. But I don't want to. I want to just get locked down in that. But right. we'll, we'll probably revisit. And that's the that's the thing about so many of the like the conspiracy topics is it's like the further you go into it, it's like they all tie together. Right. Exactly. And that's you what keep, I was going like, to say coming, earlier. Circling back around to where you started. Exactly. Is it not? Uh, we've thrown like a lot of information out there. A lot, a some lot of, it of information. Might have been bullshit. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say for a fact <laughs> some, some of it was of bullshit. It was bullshit. Yeah. But, but when you look at the things like the Zoloft and the Prozac, when you look at these these connections, which may not be enough on their own, in combination with this military history and families, what we know has been done in the past, the similarities between these people on drugs and these people in these uh, government programs. It starts to the case starts to get more weight that that it may still be MK Ultra or similar projects, mind control, mass population control projects may still be in existence, still be in use. I would say there's almost right no now. chance that they aren't. It's kind of like the, the like that's the same. Well, never mind. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to talk about vaccines till. Uh, well, it makes you wonder <laughs> what things Tuskegee experiment. They right. gave a bunch of poor white, black, and Hispanic people syphilis all over the world. Tuskegee was just one example, right? And, if and told him it was vaccines. And if they did that back then, it's just like a huge leap of faith to think that they're not still doing stuff like that. Right. And if we know they did that for a fact, 
and that yeah, was the, actual the physical administration. For it. Yeah, yeah. Physical, <laughs> physical administration of a drug to tons of people around the world. Of syphilis. How? Yes, yeah, syphilis. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, a disease. How many? Um, How many licks does it take to, to get, get to the, the center, center of, of a tootsie, tootsie pop? pop? That's exactly what I was going to say. All right. You know? Can we listen to this one more time before we end this? For sure. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darison bite. Let's go ahead. Terrace chasing those for the bit. They had the pet. Wow. I'm having some PTSD from, from some recent Joe Biden gaffes there. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds similar. All right. You got anything else you want to say before we... Aside from so, that thing, I completely blanked on when you gave me that look. The look of the to the Tootsie Pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think uh, this was fun at the very least, and uh, hope y'all learned something. You know, I, I know did. I did. I did last night, and I'm running on about an hour and a half of sleep. So uh, hopefully next time I'll be a little more organized, a little more. Uh, but in the teeth or in the wheat. <laughs> I can't even do it like she did. It's, it's kind of hard to try fake trip up. What yeah. you have to do is actually try to say Press something. Right and kinda, uh, I'm gonna, it's no one, no one will beat her. No. Yeah. No. All right. Well, uh, peace. Watch out for government agents. CBS News correspondent David Begno is at the Fort Lauderdale airport. David, why was his gun returned right after he was admitted for mental health issues? And how likely is this the same weapon used in the Fort Lauderdale shooting? Well, Elaine, they had no reason to keep it. I mean, the federal authorities said yesterday at the press conference, we can't just keep a gun from a man who has been released from the mental facility. So they did the checks that they thought were right at the time. He had every legal right to have the weapon. And so the FBI was saying we had no choice but to give it back to him. As whether it was the weapon used here at the Fort Lauderdale airport, the FBI said, quote, there is suspicion that that is the case. We don't know if they mean they suspect it or other people suspect it. But they acknowledge there is suspicion, but there is no confirmation that it was, in fact, the weapon used here. Well, David, as you know, police have detailed a criminal history of violence with Santiago. What do we know? Well, he had, he had a tumultuous year in 2016. Let's put it that way. Starting in January, he was arrested for criminal mischief. Then in March, he was accused of trying to strangle someone, but there was no probable cause to make an arrest. And then in November, Elaine, he went into that federal facility in Anchorage, which, by the way, is very routine. A lot of people will go to an FBI office with a tip or information. He walked in saying people were trying to control his mind. The FBI said he was having terroristic thoughts. But what we found interesting is that he shows up and leaves his newborn baby in the vehicle. He also left his weapon in the vehicle, took the loaded magazine with him into the office. But at the time he went to the FBI, they said he said he didn't threaten to harm anyone, not the child, not anyone else. So they thought, you know what, let's just get this guy some help. And so that's why they forced him to go for a mental evaluation. 26-year-old Esteban Santiago, who opened fire with a gun from his checked baggage at a Florida airport, had a history of mental health issues. His relatives said he was receiving psychological treatment at his home in Alaska. His uncle, Hernan Rivera, told the record newspaper, Only thing I could tell you was when he came out of Iraq, he wasn't feeling too good. Santiago had been living in Anchorage, Alaska. In November, Santiago told FBI agents in Alaska that the government was controlling his mind and was forcing him to watch Islamic State group videos. After an interview with Esteban Santiago, 
FBI agents notified the police, who then took him in for a mental health evaluation. The government was controlling his mind. 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 It's not the third dimension. They've made frickin' deals with interdimensional aliens. Okay. And notice the media never attacks you for that because that's the truth. Maybe this is true. set up a world government. We're going to slowly titrate the dose and poison the public, dumb them down, put electromagnetic radiation out with 5G that scrambles their DNA, lowers their IQ. We're going to cause mass mental illness and a controlled societal collapse that will then be organized and controlled in the mop-up crew by robots controlled by the globalist programmers who believe with the off-world entities they're in communication with that they're going to be given the uh, operation to upload and be in that larger kind of board cube system. The 5G. Listen to me! What? They tried to recruit my dad to a DARPA program. The CIA is testing on cell towers uh, wavelengths to calm the public during crises. And I have talked to army generals, commanding generals, major generals, general generals. The 5G. Listen to me. CIA, everybody. And they're all 5G. What? Oh, uh, yeah.